This episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. there, you're listening to the Dream Big and Kick-Ass Podcast. I'm Mandy, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. If you want encouragement, inspiration, support, empowerment, then join me as we talk about real-life stories of finding and following your purpose, overcoming adversity, and living out your dreams. If you believe life's too short to be caught up in insecurities, fear, and feeling defeated, then let's hang out in the Dream Big and Kick-Ass Podcast. Hey, 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 this is your last Tuesday of 2020, everybody. Episode 20 of 2020. What? Um, Before I dive into what I want to talk to you about today, I first want to give some shout outs to all my guests that I've had on the show since this podcast started in August. I want to give a big thank you to Jessica Thornton, Kate Schubert, Joseph John, Shanna Smith, Mandy Swadek, Jose Sandoval, Sheila Lyles, Christy McDougall, Jose Suing, Audrea Simmons, Lindy Steen, Michelle Villafuerte, Robin Goggs, Sue Rodriguez, Katie Wynn, Casey Hibden, and two whose episodes will air in 2021, uh, Rob Miles and Mackenzie Morris. You guys, I so appreciate your willingness to join me in this endeavor, and I hope you were as inspired by the experience as I and my listeners have been. All right, you guys, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas holiday, even if it wasn't what you had expected, even if you had to do things differently and change some traditions. We had a couple of small, enjoyable gatherings. We had enchiladas for Christmas dinner instead of the usual, which was a smart move on my part, if I do say so myself. Thank you, Chilino's Restaurant. And so in the last couple of days, um, I've been cleaning and organizing because that helps my brain to be at peace. You know, too much clutter brings anxiety. Um, I've got my office slash bedroom all set up with my beach decor left over from my classroom. The beach brings me joy and I wish I were there right now. But I've been relaxing, resting, and reflecting upon what the past year has brought and taught me. I really needed to do that. I'm still in the process, really. I feel like I'm always checking on others and encourage them to take care of themselves and to be sure to do things that fill them back up. And we need to allow ourselves time to rejuvenate. Problem is sometimes I forget to practice what I preach. So in order to start rejuvenating and refilling myself, I have been listening to Jack Canfield, who's one of my favorite success leadership laws of attraction, dreamer, achiever of goals, gurus in the field of personal development. He's the founder of the Billion Dollar Chicken Soup for the Soul Publishing Empire. He's also a multiple New York Times bestselling author, um, Books like The Power of Focus, The Key to the Living to Living the Law of Attraction, uh, Living Success Principles, things like that. So I'm going to paraphrase a little bit some of what he talks about in his video, Rewrite Your Story for 2020. I will put the video link in the show notes for you in case you want to watch it. Anyway, in that video, he encourages us to go back to last January and write down all the big things that we can remember, good and bad, including our wins. Um, our connections with people, 
any good books or podcasts you read or listened to, quality time with your family, learning and using any new tools online or otherwise, etc, etc. Now, anything that was a challenge or something negative, obviously there was a lot of negative, but he says to reframe it as a positive statement like, I lost my job, but I found another one, or I lost my job, but I ended up learning a new skill because of it. He also encourages you to congratulate yourself on what you did accomplish and not focus on what you didn't accomplish. Whatever was negative, you need to find the silver lining. And when you do that, you cultivate a positive mindset. And having a positive mindset will keep you motivated. By the way, a little sidebar here, that's part of what I talk about in my Ignite Your Vision mini course. If you want to get a hold of that, it's madysawyer.com slash ignite. Anyway, one thing that Jack reminded me of was that more than 1 million people on the planet are living on less than $2.50 per day. So even though this year has been hard and weird and frustrating, I still have plenty of blessings to be grateful for. So anyway, I did this exercise that Jack recommended. I wrote all these things down. So I'm going to just kind of read it for you. Basically, here goes my reflection upon my 2020. It's kind of stream of consciousness here. So just bear with me. All right, last January, I was still struggling with my job. I was exhausted, stressed out, full of anxiety, dreading going to work because of the demands of the job itself, not because of my people. I love my people that I worked with. I had also been working through a course that I purchased from another teacher entrepreneur named Casey Morris. I can give you a link to her in the show notes as well. This helped me learn how to create resources for other teachers to be able to sell on the platform Teachers Pay Teachers. And that's part of what gave me the courage to decide not to return to teaching the following year. I mean, there were a lot of things that played into that decision. But again, I stream of consciousness here. I built wonderful relationships with my coworkers. I learned how to use Zoom before the entire rest of the world was forced to use it. I learned how to navigate an online learning management system and curriculum that my students used virtually because I was a part of a virtual school. I learned how to operate in a blended learning environment uh, and I had I had more opportunities to work one to one with some of my students, which I did not have in the regular school setting. I learned how to administer benchmark tests remotely, which was kind of weird. I learned how to work with paraprofessionals in order to support my students and help them be successful. I took a giant leap of faith with the support of my boyfriend and other people, and I decided that I would try to start an online business and not return to teaching as I had been for 15 years. And guys, I had made that decision before spring break of 2020, before COVID-19 reared its ugly head. And I finished out the contract year and started my new journey on July 1st as a full-time work-from-home entrepreneur. It's been fun. It's been freeing. I no longer wake up to an alarm. Hallelujah. Um, I've learned things that I want to learn, not things I'm required to learn and forced to learn. My friends and family tell me they haven't seen me this happy in a long time. Even my counselor tells me I'm not the same person that I was when I first started sessions with her. I learned how to build my own website using Shannon Mattern's free DIY website challenge. I'll throw that affiliate link in the show notes, by the way. I learned more of how to use all kinds of software, some I don't even remember using now, um, including the pro version of Canva. I love Canva. I'm addicted to Canva. I learned a few different scheduling apps um, that I was trying out. I've done things that weren't part of the original plan, uh, like starting this podcast and learning to navigate multiple podcasting and editing platforms. Through this podcast, I reconnected with former students and colleagues, which was awesome. I met new teacher and business friends through Facebook groups. I continued to, I, can, I still continue going to my counselor, which I highly recommend, by the way. 
And I even interviewed her in episode 15 of this podcast. So you need to check that out if you haven't done that already. I continued to refer to my vision board throughout 2020 to keep myself motivated and encouraged and keep my mind focused on my goals and walking in my purpose. I could tell when I had missed a few days of referring to and talking out what's displayed on my vision board. So guys, it really does help. It really does work. I promise. In the process, I have helped friends to become more focused and have encouraged them during vision coaching calls, vision board gigs and parties online, and through this podcast to also walk in their purpose. When reflecting upon why I stayed in teaching for so long or for for longer than what I had enjoyed... I came up with a few reasons and maybe these thoughts will resonate with you, maybe not. But number one, I think one of the main one of the main reasons why I stuck stuck it out for so long is that loyalty is a big deal to me, usually to my own demise. Problem was that I was being more loyal to everybody else than I was being to myself. And I had to find a balance. And maybe I'm still finding that balance. Um, you need to treat yourself with the same respect and loyalty that you freely give to other people. Um, the second thing is that I don't consider myself a quitter. And I guess deep down, I was worried that my students and colleagues and friends would think that I was quitting on them if I didn't keep coming back and trying again. And honestly, all of those people have way more important things to think about than whether or not I'm a quitter. I just kept telling myself that this year is going to be better. This year is going to be better. But for me, I was not enjoying the majority of what my job required. I did not get excited for a new school year to start. In fact, I dreaded it. I loved my students and I loved my colleagues, but I could not say I loved my job like many of my colleagues could say. And I wanted to be able to say that. I wanted to be able to say I love my job again. I've always wanted to be a good example for my students um, to show them that they really can be and do anything that they set their minds to do. So staying in a job that sucked the life out of me and drained me of my joy was not the place I wanted to stay and not the way to show them that you can do whatever you set your mind to do. Y'all, I also turned 50 in 2020, so that made me stop to look at where I was compared to where I wanted to be, and I realized that if I stayed on the same path, I wasn't going to accomplish the things that I've always wanted to accomplish and experience. I needed to change. I was the only person who could make that change for myself. Nobody could do that for me. I think maybe for a long time, I thought things would just change and get better magically on their, or on their own. But y'all, some things can only change. Some things can only happen when you purposefully plan and make them happen. You do this in your profession all the time. You create a plan to make an event happen or make it run smoothly. You have meetings to discuss what the goals are and how you are going to implement and achieve your goals on purpose. Your personal life works the same way. There are plenty of things we did not have control of this past year, but there are still things you do have control of. Find those things and make a plan. You know the saying, if you plan to fail, or sorry, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Well, maybe you're saying, well, I didn't plan this year, or I did plan this year, but my plans failed due to circumstances beyond my control. And that could be true, but you can control what you do with those failed plans or how you look at them. Ask yourself what you learned from the experience. If you've learned something, it's not a complete failure. You have something to work with. Have my business plans panned out exactly how I wanted them to in the past six months? Not necessarily, but let me tell you, I have more wins under my belt now than, I, than what I even knew there were possible when I started this journey full-time in July. So I'm grateful for all that I've learned and all that I'm still learning and for all the people in my life who have been supportive and have been great mentors to me. 
I believe there's a ripple effect of what vibe we put out there, you guys. I always want my vibe to be encouraging and uplifting to the point that you decide you can do something that you didn't think you could do before and that you realize your self-worth. That's not an arrogant or selfish thing. It's something that I didn't really get for a long time and I'm still wrapping my head and heart around it. But God created you magnificently. You are his creation and he has a plan and purpose for your life. And that's not walking in fear and being held back by lack of self-worth. My hope and prayer for you in 2021 is that you begin to embrace your self-worth and believe that you are amazing and start acting like it. I hope that you can get some rest, spend some quiet time reflecting on this past year and find what will rejuvenate you. And as you're reflecting on this past year, Pull something positive from it and use it as a stepping stone to make greater things happen for you and your family in 2021. Thanks for listening, y'all. Let's bring in 2021 by dreaming big and kicking ass. See you next year.